The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Good morning. How are you? Good. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope they feel better soon. Nice. I've got a question for you. Well, I've got a question for you about who's in charge. When you're at home, who's in charge? Mom and Dad, and the people that take care of you, right? Yep. What about if they leave someone, sometimes they're called a babysitter, sometimes they're called someone that's staying there while Mom and Dad are out. Are, are they in charge? Yes. All right. What about when you're here and you're in Sunday school? Who's in charge? The teacher. The teacher. What about, are any of you in preschool or in school yet? I'm in school. You're in school? Okay. When you're in school, Anthony, who's in charge? The teacher. The teacher. That's right. So you kind of know that who's in charge moves from space to space, wherever you are. When we are worshiping and living as Christians, which is all the time, who's in charge? Yeah. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right? God, right? Very good. When we pay attention, how do we know? How do we know what we're supposed to be doing? Timothy, how do you know what you're supposed to be doing? Because people are in charge. Yeah. Today we have a story where Jesus says there's going to be a spirit that comes after him. And he's going to teach us things. And when he teaches us things, he's going to help us know what to do. But I believe that there's more than just the Spirit that helps us. I believe the Spirit helps your teachers. I believe the Spirit helps your church. I believe the Spirit helps me and your parents to try to know what to do. Now I have a confession. Me and your teachers and your parents, we're human beings just like you. And we have a hard time listening from time to time, too. But as best we can, we try to teach you. We try to teach you what it is God wants us to do. We try to teach you how to act and behave in the world. We try to teach you the best things. This week, 
I want you to look at everyone that's in charge. I want you to know that they have a hard time listening to God, just like you do. But I want you to think that they're trying to do their best. They're trying to do their best to care for you and to help you and to teach you these things about God. If ever you don't hear those things, or if ever they don't line up, tell another person that's in charge. We'll try to help you out there, too. Does that make sense? Good. Should we say a prayer? Let's say a prayer. Gracious God, you help us throughout life by giving us people to direct us, to help us listen to you, to help us live lives that you would call good. Bless the ones that are in charge. Bless our parents and our teachers. Bless the ones that care for us. And help them to hear your voice clearly as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we have a snack. You're welcome. In a very short amount of time, I've experienced how important music is to our worship. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. I've been struck by the type of message the Spirit, the one who comes after Jesus, is supposed to bring us. Specifically, I've been struck by the way that the Spirit brings us the things we cannot bear at this moment or in moments past. Jesus was speaking these words to his disciples, but I believe that Jesus was speaking these words to all who would hear this gospel. That we are first taught the love and grace of God the Father by God the Son. That we experience the God we cannot see through the God we can see. That in Jesus we have an understanding of the type of being God is. And who God is. And we learn these things through the Spirit. Or through Christ. The Spirit furthers this work. The Spirit teaches us the things that are a little bit more hard to swallow, a little bit more advanced, a little bit trickier for the rest of the world. In short, I believe that God still has something to say. I don't know about you, but I have heard other people lift up the book that we call the Bible, and say everything we need to know is contained in here. And to a degree, I accept that thought. And as much as this particular text is in that book and tells us that God is still speaking. But I'm worried about a text like that, or I'm worried about a thought like that, because sometimes we hold this set of texts and say this is all God will say. This is the finality of what God will say. And to that, I say, the very text we hold up 
points otherwise. God is still speaking. So the question must be, what have we heard? What have we been hearing throughout our lives and lately about what the Spirit is teaching us? What, what's God saying when God is still speaking? Just out of curiosity, have any of you heard the Spirit speaking? And sometimes these are literal words said to us, and sometimes it's that understanding that comes to us. We just got done with confirmation camp, and when we study the small catechism in confirmation camp, the Holy Spirit does four things. It calls, gathers, enlightens, and makes holy. That third one, enlightens. The Holy Spirit helps us understand what God's doing. So let me ask you, how many of you had heard, have heard, this Holy Spirit talking? Great. We're listening. For those of you who didn't raise your hand, that's okay. After all, Jesus came in love for the whole world and taught 12 people. This doesn't mean that Jesus loved for those twelve was more than for the world. No, it meant Jesus sowed these seeds in these twelve so that the whole world would know. Jesus' message for us and for all people is given to some so that they share it, so that they spread it. It's okay if God hasn't said something directly to you. Most of my faith is built on God saying things to someone else and telling me. It's okay. So we have heard God speaking. We've lived our lives on the basis of this. But I'm wondering if I can list just a few things today that I believe is right on the edge of what we can bear. I wonder if I might confess a few things that I've been hearing the Spirit say to me these past few years that's right on the edge of what we can bear. I believe that God has shown us with no, in no uncertain terms that the part of the world in which we live today, this kind of U.S. part of the world, United States part of the world, isn't real concerned with Christianity in the way it used to be. And this doesn't mean that they're, you know, looking for a church, and this doesn't mean that they're contemplating these things of faith. It means not interested. In the same way that I'm not interested in so many things out in the world, it's just another thing that we kind of pass by. I think that needs to be admitted. I think it should also be shared that in many parts of the world, Christianity is still growing at an incredible rate. Christianity is spreading at an incredible rate. We have a growing church globally. It's just in our neck of the world, woods, we seem to be struggling a little bit. I think we should admit 
I think we should listen to what God is saying when we see that our neck of the woods is uninterested, by and large, as a majority. I know that you are interested. But we're not the majority. I also believe that this affects how we exist as congregations. And I've seen the Holy Spirit move in congregations in a way that it hasn't in a long, long time. We're doing cooperative work as congregations now. And in that cooperative work, I see the movement of the Spirit. And wherever I see the movement of the Spirit pick up, I start chasing it. In feeding and in teaching and in worship, when we do those things together, I feel the Spirit increase. I think that needs to be said. I think it needs to be said out loud. And this last one is the one that I feel most difficult to bear. Many of our neighboring congregations are struggling in ways that really hurt. They're struggling in numbers and they're struggling in identity and they're struggling with so many things that we too have struggled with. And I believe it's our responsibility to help our neighbors. I believe it's our responsibility to help our neighbors when they're going through something rough. You may say to me, Pastor, you should know our congregation too struggles with a few things. We too are working through a few things. And I'll say, yeah, I know. But I've heard of the widow's might. And I've heard of Jesus' self-sacrifice going from God to human to dead for our sake. And I think, quite frankly, when the neighbor's house is on fire, you go running. And it doesn't really matter what's in your house at the time. These things weigh on my shoulders, and I imagine on yours, heavily, on a regular basis. And I don't bring them up to create a downer spirit, and I don't bring them up to berate you. I feel like I am a part of this, a huge part of this. I bring them up because in the grace and mystery of the Spirit, God does, want, God does not see fit that these things we cannot bear remain silent. The Spirit speaks the things that at one point we could not bear. The Spirit moves to say out loud the things that once were made silent. And the Spirit moves this way because the Spirit tells the truth. 
the truth of who God is and the truth of who we are and the truth that God is still with us even in the midst of these things and that truth makes us free. The truth of God being with us in the midst of these things makes us free to address these things openly to nonetheless pursue Christ in this world in fantastic ways. To stare these things straight in the eye and say just like the generations before us that taught us this faith, we will not only be a church come what may, but we will be a church no matter what it takes and we will make sure there is a Christian witness in this place for generations to come. And when I say this place, I mean this world. We will. We will always have God with us. Especially in the truth of the things that it's hard to bear. It's my goal and my hope that we start talking openly about these things, readily about these things, truthfully about these things. And that by the love and grace of God, the truth will make us free. In the things of our lives that are hard to bear and in the things of our lives that seem crushing, I pray that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are with you in those, in these, and in all things. God be with you. Amen.